And hello, everybody. Welcome to the after show on a Friday night. Oh, it's been a long week. I don't know what it was like for you, but it was a long week for me. And I'm so glad to be with you here tonight with the amazing Alison Gill, who's here from the Daily Beans podcast. And you know her as well from Mala She Wrote. How are you doing, Alison? I'm doing well. Zev, your intro is so legit. I know. I'm like The rest of it isn't, but the Ooh. intro is like very good. I had a lot of time during the hiatus to edit it. And uh, Matt Fauser did a great job composing the music. Hi, Greg Oliar. How are you? You know, I'm a little, I'm not going to lie, Zev. I'm a little bit down. We had kind of a situation this week in my family, kind of a medical thing. My cousin's brother, his friend came down with a case of swollen testicles after he got the vaccine. And we're just all broken up here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I've heard about that. Yeah. It's pretty awful, you know, and they had to borrow my wheelbarrow and I need it back. The wheelbarrow. uh, Yeah. 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 Oh, I see why. It's not to paint the the picture too much here, but it's it's really a tragedy. And that's it. That's what you know. You're you're in luck, actually, uh, Greg, because just out today, a brand new study from the New England Journal of my cousin's friends in Trinidad uh, just came out. Thank you, Ann Nelson, for sharing this with us. It just there's a new study that basically says your friend's okay or your your cousin's okay or however it might work. That's nice. Ann Nelson did that. Isn't that funny? I love the subtitles. I hear his girlfriend got pregnant from a hot tub. Subtitle. And have you you checked out Nicki Minaj's friends cousins balls.com? Only because you posted it, so I did. Because I I was like, I have to go check it out, and of course, and it reveals. And uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything here, but I would rather see Nicki Minaj's cousins balls than what that that website led me to. It actually, it made me. I was eating my lunch, and it actually made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, the whole story is kind of but you know there is a theory out there. I've heard it from a few people. I don't know. There's a theory out there that you know she was paid and this was a bit of a pr stunt i don't know if i don't believe that i don't know that there's a any factual evidence to it but it's not an implausible way to start a little campaign like that i haven't seen any evidence to that extent so we're not going to report that as real um however the people in trinidad they went looking for the cousin and they couldn't find him or he's i friend, love that you know how big is trinidad um but onto the bigger news of the week. We got lots to talk about, and we should start off with an update on Kavanaugh and Chris Ray, because Greg, this has been a particularly big story for you, and uh, you've been talking about it and writing about it and successfully getting attention on this topic. And then more information came out about Chris Ray this week. So why don't you pick it up, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Well, I mean, the main thing is everybody knows now the FBI investigation at the time. The deal is that at, back in 2018, the FBI was sort of pressured or, or Trump was browbeaten into doing this investigation which whatever it was, it lasted a day or something after everybody begged Jeff Flake in the elevator to do it, which there are moments throughout the last five years that feel like absurdist theater and that we're watching some sort of idiocracy on another beam of existence. And that was one of the moments like, like that's what it took for the FBI to investigate this guy. That's one of nine people that's going to sit on the Supreme Court for the rest of his miserable life and has all these credible allegations, right? But the FBI said they were going to do their thing. They got 4,500 tips, people calling in. We don't know what the tips were. Ray collected them, did nothing with them, gave them to, I guess, Don McGahn or somebody at the White House, and then that was it. And has been, as I understand it, completely stonewalling any attempt to get any more information that anybody in Congress has tried to get out of him for two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Am I doing the math right? About two years ago, yeah, a bit longer. Yeah, so now this is coming out about his cover-up of Maybe you don't want to call it that. You can call it something else. Certainly, it's a choice not to pursue this. 
So, Look, it's 4,500. Firstly, the, the FBI doesn't do this. The FBI doesn't normally do tip lines. But if you're going to ask the public to report things to the FBI, the public has the perception that they are reporting crimes to the FBI, that someone might be able to take care of those crimes once they've reported them. So this first time ever they decided to do a tip line, I don't know why, but there it was. They decided to do it. 4,500 people submit information. It's a lot of evidence, presumably, for some things. Some of it might not be criminal. Some of it might be. But we don't know because Chris Ray, whose job it is to investigate things, whose job it is to find out if any crimes were committed in these instances, gives it over to the White House, which may be complicit in some of these crimes, or certainly is complicit in a cover-up regarding some of these crimes, and these crimes disappear. The unusual fact they ran a tip line in the first place makes it very weird to then, to then cover it up. And you say, yeah. should we call it a cover-up? And I think we should call it a cover-up because he's the chief crime-fighting guy in the United States, the number one guy, and he's involved in something that looks to everybody and is in reality the disappearance of people reporting crimes and those reports. Well, yeah, and, and if I can jump in here, this is where transparency would help because there is a 2010 MOU, a memo. And um, I mean, we can ask how, like, how many memos does it take to kill democracy? <laughs> but there's a 2010 MOU that I, you know, I spoke to some people who've worked at the FBI. <clears throat> that everybody MOU knows, stands knows for Memo of Understanding, by the way that everybody knows about in the FBI. And, and it says that when you are tasked to complete a background investigation or an additional background investigation or expanded background investigation into somebody who's going to be working for the government or appointed to the Supreme Court, for example, by per this MOU, per policy, you aren't allowed to investigate the information. You have to gather the information and hand it over to the client asking for the background investigation, in this case, the White House. And so it's been posited to me from folks who used to be in the FBI, that it seemed like when the White House was like, all right, do this and then give us the stuff, that the FBI opened this tip line almost as a fuck you to the White House to say, all right, you want it, you got it. And here's, we opened it up to the public, here's 4,500 tips, there you go. But that seems, I don't know, that that, that doesn't seem like something seem you like should smart do. smart thing to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, if you are get caught anyhow. If you know you aren't able to investigate those yeah. tips, which they aren't, the FBI is not. Is that true? I, I, one sec. I don't want to. Before you move on, Ziv. Yeah. This no, MOU, no, don't move this on. memorandum. There's a lot of uh, talk about this, and I've heard very smart people. I think. Frank Fuglusi wrote about this in 2018, about the whole thing. And this is the policy of the FBI based on, as I understand it, based on this MOU. And I guess as with some laws that are in the books, how the laws are applied might be different than what is in the actual document. So my question is, has anybody actually read this fucking, I mean, is it available? Where's legal <laughs> Twitter to tell us how the FBI shouldn't have done that? Are they just going to say no, 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 like legal Twitter does? Like, let's dig up this MOU and have at it, please. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I mean, the Guardian, has been read. Yeah, the Guardian wrote a piece about it. The Guardian it. got it. And they said it does appear to say that, but they haven't shared it. I think it was part of a FOIA from somebody else. But yeah, I'd like to see the thing. I'd like to see the thing. But even Until if he, see even if he thing, did, even if he did, even if he, there was a memo of understanding and he shouldn't have done that. So here's the FBI director who, you know, we turn to in times of crisis to do all sorts of things that might not be by the book, like uh, General Milley. I mean, there's a profile in courage that we can all agree, or at least I think, was a worthwhile profile in courage. He did the right thing, maybe. You don't think so, Alison. We can talk about that in a second. Uh, I think he did the wrong thing for the right reasons. Okay. Well, at least he, did, he had the right reasons. No, we're not going after Millie. I hope no one's going after Millie in any, in any seriousness because Millie probably saved the Republic. I sort of have the same expectation of Chris Ray that if he's in the middle of the situation and he happens to encounter 4,500 crimes that are, you know, 
possibly could impact the future of the Constitution and the future of the court and the future of the Republic, that maybe he intervenes and says, you know what, I'm not going to follow this particular memo of understanding from 2010. And I'm going to try save the Republic from a crazy, drunk Supreme Court judge who could sell us out in the next few years. Or you follow the MOU and then open another investigation on predicated criminal activity from any of the tips. There was nothing stopping him from doing that. And there was also nothing stopping him from telling the United States, here's what I'm doing. Like, I'm handing this over to the White House because of this MOU. Everybody see it? Like, why is it all shrouded in secrecy? It just reminds me of LB asking, at what point does the secrecy become damaging to democracy? Right. And then two years of hiding it, two years of not responding to Sheldon Whitehouse asking about these things makes it even worse because now no one knows why he's covering it up. Because if he was, you know, there's obviously not good motives there if he's spending two years dodging every question. uh, Well, he's got two weeks left. He's on two weeks notice. Senator Whitehouse put him on two weeks notice. What does that mean? He said apparently he's got to deliver the goods that he's asked for in the next two weeks or else ah. something else will happen. Things will escalate. In some <laughs> right. there, might be a, there might be a subpoena from the tips or something like that. It just that, seems but... to me he shouldn't be there. I mean, it's even just for optics, for optic reasons. Oh, sure. just, he should be just, you know, step aside. <laughs> Let somebody else handle the FBI while this big scandal is brewing around you. A lot of stuff behind the scenes we don't know about too. With There were letters written by multiple members of the FBI. We don't know which ones. And other people who were asking Joe Biden to not fire Ray, to keep him in place for continuity and Mm. all sorts of other reasons. But we don't know who those people are or the reasons, you know, outside of just continuity and et cetera. So it's the lack of transparency that galls me. Mm -hmm. And the whole environment we're in where got Eric Merrick Garland doing what some would say is not a very transparent job. Let's call it it's not very transparent, but I would say also not very effective job in prosecuting the former administration. We've not seen any prosecution of the former administration for anything. And then, then along comes Durham in the middle of all of this, and he is able to get an indictment of a like low-lying um, Democrat. I mean, it seems to me that without the context of Merrick Garland, I would say, okay, maybe Chris Ray's just maybe screwed up in the middle of the administration, but we've, it just feels to me like there's an overall feeling out of the DOJ that it's not really interested in pursuing justice for the former administration. Can we talk about Ray just for, just we yeah. stay on him before we yeah, go? Yeah, we can stay. I wasn't really moving on. I was just... Uh, in, yeah, no, into Garland. I mean, yeah. let's just talk about who he is. First of all, this isn't the first time he's covered something up in his career, oh, yes. right? He's Chris Christie's attorney when he was a private attorney right. during that whole Bridgegate scandal and then the cell phone goes missing and I guess he has it somehow. Or So there's, so there's that thing that, that happens. Right. I don't know the full details, but he's involved with this fishy Bridgegate thing. That was a terrible well, scandal. Did. You remember that they yes, shut it, down the no, no. that for that freeway, but also they someone died in the context of them shutting it down. So it was not just the, not the, just inconvenient. The, and it, just for people that don't know, it was the George Washington Bridge that was shut down on the New Jersey side in Fort Lee because Chris Christie was pissed off. Oh, I don't I don't think he's. Chris Christie didn't like you saying that. He must have pulled the string on you, Greg. We, you're frozen in a very funny situation. We can't hear what you're saying. I'm hoping you will uh, fix yourself. Join us in a second. In the meantime, Allison and I will talk about all sorts of things. Could you remember the Bridgegate scandal? Maybe I can talk about a little bit, but probably not as well as Greg. So you know what I do want to talk to you about, uh, Alison, is you have had a quite an interesting week renovating or some time renovating. So yeah. I have these amazing, I've been stalking your uh, Twitter feed here. And look at this. This is impressive. <laughs> Just because we'll segue while Greg returns. Boy, look at that. Doesn't that look nice? You've done a good job. It's, the kitchen looks really nice. Can I show the bathroom as well? Sure, sure, yeah. Look at that. That's an impressive job. Did you do this yourself, Alison? No, I had somebody do it for me. Oh, okay. It's very nice. This is a very, I like what you've done with the bathroom a lot. I think that's real, a real good change. So, um, Thank you. How long did that take? A little over two weeks. Wow. That's a long time. Living without a bathroom for two weeks. 
can be annoying. We could talk about that scandal. I don't remember the full details. I remember that he was pissed off with the local mayors, right? Chris Christie was upset with the local <clears throat> mayors and he decided to create a traffic jam somehow. I don't remember what it was. Shut the bridge down, yeah. So shut the um, bridge down, it caused a big traffic jam. Someone died because they were having a heart attack in the middle of the whole thing. It was very unpleasant. It turns out it was just a, a revenge stunt. There was nothing else but a revenge for some local mayors not supporting him or something like that. And Ray was in the middle of all of that. And so the other big thing around Ray, and I don't know if you know much about this, is his history working as a Gazprom lawyer, apparently, for the Russian company Gazprom. Of all the people you could put in there, plus Bush, I mean, Bush appointed him in the first place. So he's got some interesting history. And so for Biden to keep him was kind of interesting. Do you think yeah, that was a good move? On the, on the one hand, generally, we give FBI directors a 10-year term so that they mm -hmm. don't get replaced when a new president comes in. The firing of Comey was unprecedented and also an obstruct justice. But aside from the criminal aspect of it, we don't generally fire FBI directors. We keep them in. So yeah, you have that on the one hand, but then you've got this break the glass moment on the other where we seem to be all this, just this huge lack of transparency that, that's extremely bothersome, especially since the entire country is waiting for some sort of accountability. We could talk about that and how it pertains to Merrick Garland, but I think Greg has joined. Is he? He's, he's joining as we speak. And is he joining? Cool. There he is. There he is. We lost you. Um, Did your computer restart? Fucking Craig. No, it's right. No, the, the the Wi-Fi kicked off. I think symbolically. Chris Christie put a little block on my router the same way he did on the fucking GW. I mean, apparently he could do that kind of thing. He's all powerful. Yeah, router so, gate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> router gate. <laughs> I, I gotta get. I gotta get back to the. Uh, here we, we were go. talking about. We filled in as much as we could on on Bridgegate, but uh, I don't think we'll do it as well as you did. So we described the situation with, with the yeah, traffic jam and the mayors and what have you. It's a big shit show. So this guy, Ray, is, you know, he's involved with that. Before that, he's in private practice and he's, I don't know what he did at the firm where he was, where he's working with. The firm works with Gazprom and Rosneft mm -hmm. and he has a client that, it's weird to me that of all the people in the United States that are qualified for this job, we have to get the guy that was a lawyer for some Russian yeah. That's weird to me. And, and George Bush's um, former guy, right? He was his yeah, former. You know, his, and yeah. I was reading, he's one of these guys that with Comey and Mueller was going to resign because remember that thing happened where they went to Ashcroft, who was then the attorney general, to his hospital bed right. to get him to sign off on some surveillance right. thing. Right, right, right. Christopher right. Ray was going to take this bold stand with these guys. And it's like these, we don't find out about this till later. I'm sick of this. This is the thing with the secrecy. We need to know what's going on with these people. Chris mm -hmm. Ray, he's a rich guy. He went went to Phillips Academy, like boarding school, which is fine, but it's another, you know, he went to Yale, then he went to Yale again with, he was there when Kavanaugh was there. He knows mm. all these guys. He's part of that group. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I'm not saying, and maybe he's fine. You know, I don't know, but why do we have to have a guy from that group? Why do we have to have a guy from the Federalist <clears throat> Society heading the FBI? I don't understand. That's a political organization. Why can't we have an FBI director who isn't part of this political organization mm -hmm. that's funded by Leonard Leo? And I don't know where he gets his money because we don't know where the money comes from because we're not allowed to know okay I, I and i know I, they, I, no, well, I was gonna say I, I think biden is absolutely terrified of making any moves that would look, seem political in nature and i was telling zev while you were away that i think he's trying to do this and i'm not condoning it or standing up for him in any way just saying i think his considerations biden's considerations here are we don't normally fire fbi directors we just don't normally do it. The Comey thing was unprecedented and shouldn't have happened. And of course, it also happened for criminal reasons. But even if it didn't, and we all know that the argument is the president can fire the FBI 
director whenever he wants. But, you know, I feel like Biden would need to have some cause for that. And maybe he doesn't see it or. Was or he not watching not, TV when all the gymnasts testified? Because that's cause. That's cause. Or he's I mean, not willing. I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, but let's trans, talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about yesterday's hearing, whether you've got the gymnastics testimony being given in front of the Senate. It was the Senate, right? The question I have is why Chris Ray comes out there, he fires a former FBI investigator involved in this, or an FBI investigator involved in investigating this. But it's the same kind of stuff that's been covered up in the White House and Kavanaugh investigation. Presumably, some of these 4,500 calls or tips that came in involved some sort of sexual mispropriety or whatever you want to call it by um, Kavanaugh. Presumably some of them are that. Maybe there are other types of events or other complaints that went there. But presumably a lot of them might have been sexual in nature, considering the original allegation against him. And so for Kavanaugh to go there in front of the Senate and say, we're no longer going to take these things and bury them. We're going to take this seriously. We're changing. FBI is changing. Okay. And then on the other hand, he's being accused of exactly the same thing himself with this Kavanaugh case. It's mm -hmm. too much. And I get that Biden doesn't want to do it. It's never been done. I remember when I worked in HR, there was the story about the, um, I don't know, some sort of monkeys or something. And they had the bananas that were in the middle. And there was some reason why they needed to do that. And over generations, the reason wasn't there anymore. And in fact, it would be better to move the bananas away from the <laughs> middle of the island. But they kept doing it. And they would violently oppose anyone that tried to move the bananas because it had always been done that way. What worked seven generations ago no longer worked, but everyone was so afraid of change or perceiving that the change was bad that they wouldn't move the fucking bananas. So what yeah. we need to do now is move the fucking bananas. Like this guy, to me, the gymnast thing, you got to go after that. I mean, if he needed, if he was on the fence, if Biden was on the fence about Kavanaugh and he wasn't sure, the gymnast thing is is just awful. Well, yeah, and how there's no criminal charges for, yeah. for this FBI agent when we have criminal charges for Sussman from Durham. Like, what? Yeah, the, what? Exactly, exactly. There's just not an equivalency there. And it, it's driving me nuts because we're not seeing any crimes being prosecuted, you know, crimes committed by the previous administration. And that is also, Ray, at the end of the day, he's in charge of what's getting investigated. Nothing's getting investigated beyond the people who are actually on the ground during the of. January 6th. So yeah, we know that, of. That, yeah, we don't but know that. Yeah. It's, been, but, it's been a long time. There would have been at least an indication. I mean, you'd think with the amount of public well, pressure. We did get some indication that they are actually looking at seditious conspiracy charges, despite the incorrect Reuters reporting mm -hmm. that came out. Reuters has <laughs> since partnered with TASS, um, <laughs> the news agency. But, you know, and we have seen evidence back in February that Stone and Alex Jones were being investigated. And there's plea agreements around Biggs, who worked with Alex Jones and Stone to set up an east side attack from the Capitol. There are things going on, but it is very hard to kind of walk the line of, because for the last four years, I've been yelling at the Department of Justice to shut up about what they're investigating, mm -hmm. telling Comey to shut up about opening an investigation 11 days before a presidential election into Hillary Clinton reopening an investigation. You aren't mm -hmm. supposed to do that. You aren't supposed to talk about it. You aren't supposed to discuss open and ongoing investigations. So it's hard to, on one hand, want to know what's, even if something's being investigated, but but also to want them to not talk about it, at least for there, me. Um, there's personally. a way to there is a way to do both, though. I mean, I, I understand your point, and I think that's a conflation that people on Twitter attack me for an LB when we say stuff like this. You know, FDR didn't go onto the fireside chats and talk about troop movements and stuff. Like a lot of this, we know, we three know, we are in a narrative war. And part of the narrative is telling people what the fuck is going on. We, everybody saw what happened on January 6th. This isn't some surprise. It's not the investigation into Comey talked about. Those were things that were a surprise that people didn't know about. 
We all know what happened. We see it. All they need to do is be more forthright about it. Yes, we're investigating. Yes, we're not going to stop with the low-level people. Yes, we're going to keep going until every single person who is responsible for this is in jail or indicted and or they whatever. Have, they have said that, just not recently. <laughs> no, and not well, and not well. It's, in, you know, Merrick Garland may be fantastic behind the scenes, but he's a shit-ass awful public speaker. And Ray doesn't say anything unless he's in front of Congress testifying on C-SPAN, which nobody watches. There's no big grand mm. event kind of thing they need to have like they need to giuliani and cuomo this thing a little bit more yeah you know but on our side like make it a big fucking deal so people understand what's happening you know i mean it's important that the narrative stuff is so important one of the reasons why the virus thing in new york was kept under control in my opinion you know living in new york is because cuomo was on tv every day at 11 o'clock talking he didn't have anything new to say or anything earth shattering but he was there every day talking assuring people and that's really all anybody needed or wanted at that time we didn't need super duper details we just needed to know somebody gave a shit and was on it that's really mm -hmm. all anybody know needs to know about this thing if we had not sat through the Mueller investigation waiting breathlessly for something to happen which i get that it did but it didn't turn out obviously bill barr cock blocked the fuck out of that thing then maybe fine but we've been through this before fool me once shame on you but fool me twice you know whatever the expression is like they need to do a better job they have to do a better job at communication it's so important because they really are losing the battle for the public opinion in my opinion and maybe they don't care maybe they just want to get to run out the clock on some of these crimes maybe they just want to as with durham's case i think that was a five-year um what do you call it a uh, when you run out of, of time to prosecute. Uh, oh, the statute of limitations. Yeah, statute of limitations. So I mean, some of the thinking around why Durham went when he did is because it's five years since those crimes were committed. But a lot of the crimes that we would think would be prosecuted are beginning to get to five years. I mean, even the statute of limitations run out on the obstruction of charge, of justice charges that we could have brought against Trump. Those are coming uh, up too at some point. Some like, people say 2022, I say 2025, because yeah. I fully believe that the pardons and the execution of the pardons are part Ooh. of that scheme. Which Amen. and pardons went down in Christmas time of 2020. So I think Christmas 2025 is when the statute tolls for that. But if you keep criming, right, the clock doesn't start ticking. Oh, really? um, I didn't know that. That's good to know. It's important detail. Thank you for sharing that. Get Manafort on decade-old tax crimes. Right, right, makes sense. But to Durham, he's been on it for over two years. He's been doing it longer than Mueller did. Here now, we have this indictment of Sussman, who was a lawyer at Perkins Coie and who worked for an internet firm, and he worked for the Hillary Clinton campaign. And it's a 1001 charge for lying to the FBI one time, one count, where apparently he told the FBI he wasn't working on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign when he handed this thumb drive about the Alpha Bank communications with the Trump Tower server over to Jim Baker, who, by the way, was one of the original Comey Five, the people that Comey shared his contemporaneous memos with, that was kind of sidelined by the former guy. But the thing is, is that, do you remember when they tried to bring an indictment against Andy McCabe for lack of candor? Yes, and the grand jury yes. refused to indict because yeah. they said, look, when McCabe told the FBI that he didn't approve of the Washington Post article, and they found out he actually did, but forgot, and then he amended his testimony. Lisa Page actually testified saying that it doesn't matter. It can't be a 1001 charge because there can't be malicious intent there because he has no reason to lie. McCabe has total authority to approve those stories. So there's no motive for him to lie. So that takes away the malice, uh, the intent. And it's the same here with Sussman. The FBI knew, Jim Baker knew that he worked for Perkins Coie and he worked for the Hillary campaign. And 
So he has no motive to lie there. And even if he did tell the FBI that he was working for the Hillary, this was uh, this is official business for the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's not illegal. There's no right. cover up to right. cover up. There's no, there's so, no criminal intent there. So he what? doesn't have the intent. So now we have what I think that Latham and Watkins should do. His two lawyers are, I think, Sean Berkowitz and Michael Bosworth, if memory serves. These are Sussman's lawyers. Mm-hmm. What I think they should do is file a motion to dismiss this charge based on the fact that Durham was not appointed a special counsel under any authority. The special counsel regulations, 28 U.S. Code Section 600.3A. <laughs> so I love you, Allison. <laughs> you, you got the bill number, the law number. Special down, down counsel perfect. qualifications. Yeah. yeah. What does it um, say? say? It says that the special counsel shall be chosen from outside the government. Shall be chosen right. from outside the government. And Durham was attorney at the time oh, so he's not really a special counsel so that would be enough to probably get rid of that but also is this what all he's done after all of these all this time i mean he's yeah. been at this for years after traveling around the world you remember Barr went to italy and went to all these places australia gathering all this information they were going to prove how awful this was and how this was all a giant setup and after all of that he's able to indict only one lawyer about something yeah. about alpha bank it's like two lawyers two, two lawyers, lawyers. Okay. a while back he indicted a guy named klein smith right. for changing an email on the status of carter page's uh, right, informant 